You didn't have this recording? I can't even. I can't with you. I can't. Let me do the intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Oh Oscar. We had some te technical difficulties last week, but we've after sorting that out. And our guest today is amazing. I love her to bits. I've known her over the past year and she had a video that just went viral, which she thinks you don't need to mention because it's all embarrassing. And she's from Ireland and they're very modest when it comes to this sort of stuff. But her name is Katie Boyle. Oh, my God. <laughs> welcome, Katie Boyle. She was like, we're going to do this fucking intro and it's going to be fast because I got to get the hell out of here. But that is Katie Boyle, everyone. That is Katie Boyle. She's like, just do fucking podcast already. <laughs> I love that. She's so annoyed with me right now. Not at all. Not at She's all. I know so how frustrating uh, intros are because I do them. I try. I actually was trying to do them with the guest, like to get it over and done with, because for two years I've been doing them separately. And literally maybe 30 minutes on a Monday night when I'm editing my podcast I'm redoing the intro because I'm like, oh, that sounds annoying. Oh, I said this wrong. Intros are the hardest thing. Intros are harder than stand-up. <laughs> they are very hard yeah. because honestly, it's like every time I, I, I bring a guest on, and I say that every time, as in like I've had a hundred, but you know, you're my fourth guest. But every time that I try and do this intro, it's like trying to make sure that it relays the correct information and still sounds upbeat and still is correct. And I'm like, all right, welcome. <laughs> Hello, everybody. And then you're like, I have to read you that 17,000 times. Yeah. So very awkward. Very awkward. Yeah. But welcome, Katie Boyle. Thank you for having me. I did not just hit my elbow, <laughs> but that's okay. Thanks for And I feel the same about you. I love you. This is great. Great to be here. How do you feel about one of your videos going viral on TikTok? You seem like, I, you've said this and you've said this before. You are a very kind of like humble person. Yeah. Well, it's part of the Irish culture. You have to be kind of modest because if you're not, they'd be like, who the fuck does she think she is? <laughs> you know, they'll take you down. <laughs> so you got to be like, you could have a million followers on TikTok and be like, oh, sure, that's not a lot. You're like, I don't know. I'm just, I just threw that video up there. It could have been a video that you spent 12 hours working on. <laughs> could have spent 20 years working yeah, on. Yeah, you're you're like, like, now oh, it's just something simple. It's very simple. It's very simple. Yeah. So, but I do think with the TikTok, it is easy to go viral. Um, You know, like I... The, it, it is nice for stand-up to go viral and that is harder but i have had like my cat shutting my door going viral and it was just a lot because a lot of people were like i don't see the cat <laughs> it was like a stupid video but you but yes so it is good and it is nice to build it um did you get any followers from that from the cat yeah no not the cat oh. your joke yeah 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 because i was on i think 75 79 and my goal is to get to 100k and now i'm at 94 oh my god well that's it when the video does go viral it gives a big jump so i've had maybe four of them now at this stage over the past year hit the million mark and each time that kind of gave my that gave me a jump of like 20k followers 20k and then you kind of lose some as you go along as well but like i'm yeah the goal is to get to 100 and i think i started tiktok um just a year and like three months ago yeah i am ju i just broke 46 followers <laughs> but the thing is though <laughs> it's actually <laughs> really no but on a serious just. note yeah but in a serious note you're probably not using it right because if you are a stand-up comedian <sighs> or you, whoever you are who's listening and you want to go on tiktok 
You're, you probably put up one video like a month ago and it's probably you just like looking at it and then walking off or something. I don't know. If you are putting like a good quality video with good quality audio because it's a video editing app, that they're just going to push that. They're going to, and if you're posting like five times a week or every single day, they're also going to push you because you're at, you're interactive Using on the, the app. app. Yeah, I know. All right. So let's do a little bit uh, a background of Katie and kind of give me just like a quick backstory of who you are, where you came from in terms of how you got into comedy. Give me, you know, what's what was your journey like to get into comedy and what it's been like so far? Uh, so when I was five, I know that sounds silly. Got it. This is not. This is not so ASMR. She's five. literally doing ASMR now. She's like, oh, sorry. Um, no. On a serious note, though, what led me to comedy was I cut out my mother when I was eighteen, and I just had to like restart my life. And like, you what? I cut out my mother, so I haven't spoken to her in like nearly fourteen years. Best decision I ever made. If you have a bad, if you have a. Ter- if you need to break up with a parent, just break up with them. You'd break up with an abusive boyfriend so or girlfriend. Um, and that led me on the road to comedy because my I had, like, let's say I was doing really bad in school. I was failing. And then when I went to live with my dad and my stepmom, in three months, I turned it around. And that's how amazing how a different family environment. home environment can be. Yeah. I went from failing to getting i got I, I was one out of six people who got like an honors in a certain subject like an a1 wow. and, a, and i got an award so yeah. like it was a huge turnaround and then my stepmom helped me get into art college went to art college in that time dated an, an, uh, someone who was exactly like my mother because that's what you do and <laughs> when i broke up with him that him and my mother my mother was still like she wasn't in my life, but she started to like sleep with my boss, um, the bar I was working at. So even though we weren't talking to each other, she was like dry humping him in front of me. And then I broke it up with my ex and he didn't take it well. And he started sleeping with someone at work. And it was all just very, it just got too much that one day I walked in and put a ticket, put my all my money down on a visa for New York. And I was graduating that year and you couldn't go until you graduated. So I put all my money down and then waited and then the day I graduated, my flight was for the next day, the 24th of November, which was seven years ago la- last week. And I just flew by myself. So I just was like, I'm getting out of here. I'm just done with this. I'm done with this country. I'm done with these people. And wow. I came here. I got in an art internship. It was unpaid, 50 hours. My I was also probably very sensitive as well at the time because I hadn't really built up a thick skin. I think right. I was a bit emotionally exhausted from everything. And my right. boss was, a, was an angry woman. And I think now I'd be able to deal with it. I'd just brush it off. But at the time it was like... And it, because it was unpaid, I was working every other hour in a bar and it was the shittest bar because I didn't have New York City bar experience. I was making a lot of money. Then I was starving. So I was stealing bagels from the art gallery and I was getting fat because I was eating eight bagels a day. But then I couldn't afford new pants and I was bursting out of my pants. It was horrific. The first six months was horrific. And then I went to uh, the creek in the cave. And then I, I mean, was, I don't mean to laugh, Katie. Oh, I don't mean to laugh. But this is got, like an got, Irish Hallmark movie. We got bed waiting to happen because some of the people I lived with ordered a bed off Craigslist. I'd sleep on the kitchen table one of the nights. Damn, like shit. Like, wow. I know, wow. but I love my life now. So it all worked out for the best. But you you know what? You you did it. You yeah. are the quintessential like New York story. You come to this you you come to this country, you come to this city, you're like, fuck this shit. I'm gonna make something of my life. I'm gonna be yeah. something, I'm gonna be someone, I'm gonna get away from it. And 
you are doing it. And that's amazing. Like that is, that's, uh, that's what true New York is. Like that's yeah. a true New York grind story. Well, that's also what I love about New York is cause it's hard to do that in Ireland. Cause there's a lot of, um, it's hard to break out of what you're predestined to be mm. just because it's a bit like, who do you think you are going to do in stand up or who do you think? Right. Um, and there's a lot of gossipiness and like, but a lot of my Irish friends have been very supportive of me, of course, and I'm sure it's getting better back home. I will say what is nice about back home is sometimes the gossiping behind your back. You don't even notice it here. I do find it a bit weird that someone will step out of their life to give you their opinion. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. I just, I don't go talk about me behind my back. So I don't care. So you've been talking to gays. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I had a little girl when I first came over here, got get mad at me for smoking. Like she left her, her life. And I have a joke about it. I say, um, that she says, don't you know, smoking kills. And the joke is that I say, you, I know you should start. And it's just like a silly <laughs> throwaway line. But it is a very bizarre world where I think in Ireland, they wouldn't really, it's like, they'd be like, you know, oh, geez, who does she think she is with that pink dress? But they'd smile at you when you, so I think we can learn from both cultures. Oh yeah. You know? I'm just kidding. But I'm just kidding, by the way, like not, it's not always like that. 99% of the time, but it's not always like that. So the, the premise of O oh Oscar is that I bring on guests and we talk about your first gay experience. Now, it doesn't have to have ha included you, <laughs> but it is something that if it does, that's amazing. But it also can be like when you like Drew Dunn came on and talked about how he in college went to the shower uh, to the showers in the locker rooms and all the guys were like touching each other's dicks and sizing each other up. And he was like, that was very gay for me. Right. Like that's a very like I did not know that guys do that, et cetera, et cetera. So wow. I would love to know, Katie Boyle, what was your first gay experience? Um, I mean, so if we're going back that far, I think well, it's what, you know, well, well, I remember getting accused of being a lesbian because I was staring at one of the girls when she took her shirt off mm. in a gym thing, but it was like really big boobs and I was just really curious <laughs> and they look great. And then, but the real, um, and I wouldn't consider myself bi. I could kind of see you just staring. I just like, yeah, I'm at love someone's tits. Yeah, of course. I stare at them now. I have to like, kind of be like, Katie, their eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like you know it's just like bodies like if a guy if a guy was sitting here in gray pants and his bulge was out i'd probably look at it as well oh god it's yeah it's hard but uh i used to kiss like a uh, smooch a friend at home when we get drunk we would make out all the time and that was pretty pretty gay for me because i was attracted to it and into it but we never went further than kissing and then when i got a boyfriend he was like can you stop doing that and i was like okay <laughs> but like let me ask you something though why did you stop because it was in a monogamous relationship. That's understandable. But yeah. have you ever, have you ever kind of explored it more in that sense? I had a moment here in York where a girl was like, uh, there was a the bartender at a bar and she was walking by and I go, you're gorgeous. And she was like, let's have a drink afterwards. And I was like, oh my God. So we sat down and had a drink. But I was just, at the time I was drinking a lot. And I don't drink that much anymore, but I was so drunk and we were like touching each other's leg and all of that. And then some guy came up and it seemed like it was going the way of a threesome and I didn't like the guy and I didn't oh, want that. So yeah. I just bailed on it. Um, and I had her number, but I just never texted her. And that was kind of it. I will say maybe when I'm old, that might be a, like the one regret where I'm like, I probably should have texted her and see, like tried it out. But I also don't really mind. I kind of like that. It's part fantasy. I think sometimes it's nice to have things to fantasize about. And I am 
like 98% straight I think I don't know I don't know like I like having a boyfriend so I don't want to call myself bi because I can't see myself really having a girlfriend but then I don't know I feel like if I explored it maybe I'd be a good you maybe you're not bi maybe you're not bisexual maybe you're just you know curious maybe you're just want to experiment maybe you just want to you know see and feel what it's like to be with someone of the same sex it doesn't i knowing now everything that's happening in the world and everything like that i'm like you know what if you want to, whatever makes you happy yeah i think i could be attracted i can i'm not attracted to most things but if someone is like potentially relationship material and good to me i'll be attracted to them so really? i wonder i just don't because my type i'm always like oh my type is and it happened it happened that my type turned out to be a lot of pe personalities like my mother um so also if you're like crazy and addict to me i guess i'll be attracted to you too but i mean like that was just like i had to get, move past that um but they were all different types of men tall short different races different nationalities from different places it, it, it different walks of life there was no i don't have a type and then the girl too the two different girls that i was attracted to are to look totally different as well but i just think i kind of like taboo sometimes a bit as well and uh, but i definitely like men because i like a penis in my mouth i find that very attractive <laughs> i mean i find that very hot sexy you know it's I like i just want you to know this is why we're friends <laughs> this is this is there was the first thing she ever said to me when she met me and she's like yeah i'm a sexual i'm like yes and she's like by the way i love a penis in my Did mouth I say and, that no Oh my god! I was I wouldn't be surprised. I was like, "That's a." Usually, I'm quite polite. I'm like, "Hello, how are you?" Um, but yeah. So I've never like gone down on a woman or anything like that. So I don't know. That makes two of us. Yeah, and I'm fine living my life not doing that. Like, I have a great boyfriend now, and I'm kind of happy with maybe that being it for the future. I don't think. Well, yeah. I mean, you never know. I always say knows, like, yeah. But I mean, I can't imagine meeting anybody who treats me. As well as he did, he does. I can't physically, but like, look, you never know what's around the corner. I didn't know he was around the corner. Right. Um, and life will throw hurdles, and you know, we when those big hurdles come, that'll be the question. There's going to be a lot of, you know, I don't, you don't know, but I think he is amazing to me, and we we can get through things pretty easily. Like there is a few things where I'm like, okay, he is younger, but we want the same things. Finding okay, the main thing is finding someone who wants the same things in life has the same morals. And yes. then after that, the sexual attraction. So for me, because I wasn't sure if I was into him at the start. Remember, I was like, this isn't what I'm usually... He's very... I'm, one thing, my ge my type has not been geeky. Yeah. And he's geeky and quiet. My type has been usually loud. Right. So I was very much... Uh, uh, but then, you know, we got to know each other and he opened up the more I got to know him. And that became... And then he's like, I'm so attracted to him. And... um. And finding out we want the same things out of life. Like he may be only 26, but he wants to get married one day. He wants to have kids. He wants comedy to be always there. So it's like, okay, we've already hit three things we both want. Right. That's so. not bad. So we can, I'm going to ask the question. We can talk about it in the podcast and we don't, uh, and I don't have to include it. It's totally up to you. But this is something that since we are talking about your first gay experience if that were ever a point where you were at the bar and you were with 
you know, you were with your boyfriend and you met someone and she was really into you and she was, you know, she was very attractive or you found her attractive. Is that something you'd be open to? Like a Teresa? Yeah. Be too jealous. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I am like. But if she was attracted to you and not necessarily him. No, because he would. Oh, well, firstly, then we'd have to open the door for stuff that he wants to do that I'm not comfortable with. Okay. So I am. Um, Firstly, like you got to be very fair, so I can't just have my cake and eat it. Secondly, um, so he's, he's more into the idea of threesomes, whether it be, and he said I can talk about it on my podcast, so I'm sure it's fine that I talk about it here. He doesn't mind if it's a man or a woman, that it just is something that he's in his porn style thing that he's always thought. He's also fine with it being a fantasy, so there's no pressure. No. But um, if it doesn't happen, obviously, you can't get everything in life. Let me so. tell you something. Sometimes, actually, most times, the fantasy is mm. better than the reality. Oh, yeah. And so the the issue, so he obviously loves me and would rather be with me because I thought, oh, shit, I don't need to miss out. But it's like also, okay, you don't get to do everything in your life. You know, yeah. it's like give and take. But the risk of us having a threesome and it being with a guy, when a penis goes inside me, I fall in love. <laughs> so I can't help it. It's something that's inbuilt in me. I, I, I attach emotions. You're going to risk our relationship. Okay, so if it's a girl... I'm going to be so jealous because I'm like, I'm so reasonably, uh, I'm so careful with jealousy because my mother was such a jealous psycho right. s- cunt um, <laughs> that I'm, I, I nearly don't tell guys when I feel uncomfortable because I'm afraid of being accused to be jealous and I've gotten really to a comfortable place with it where I'm like, oh, I, that makes me uncomfortable. That makes me feel a little jealous. Well, as you should. Yeah, because now right. I know as an adult, it's natural to feel jealousy. It just means that you right. like the partner. But I know that if I saw him going down on a woman or if I saw him putting his penis inside a woman, that it would just make me feel jealous that to, for me to be okay with that, I have to like him less. It has to be someone that's not the love of my life. But what about if she was like, oh, I am a lesbian and I don't want to touch him. I want to touch you. And he just watches? Yeah. Mm. And if he's okay with that, maybe. But then if he, maybe he'll be like, well, now let's do it with the guy. It might just open too many doors for me. I'm not ready for this. Okay. But we'll see. Talk to me in five years down the line. (laughs) 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 Maybe, maybe. Are you okay about talking about this on oh, the podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've talked to him about, could I talk about it on my podcast? Because it's very interesting. Because I've come so far with sexual positivity, but there's only so far. You can, you can. What's the, what's the saying? You can take the girl out of Ireland, but you can't take the Ireland out of the girl. I don't know. And uh, there's some saying that's similar to that, but it's, it is hard to, it's, there's some, there's too far for me. Like That's understandable. Yeah, and I'm very monogamous. I love monogamy. I love the trust you build. I love the um, the idea that we're just together. And like even I've had issues with my boyfriend. And, and like, let's say I have a lot of male best friends. I love that he has girl best friends. But like, you know, recently a girl best friend was like wearing his T-shirts. And she said that she takes them every time she comes because I don't know why she just doesn't remember to wear a T-shirt. But I said to him, hey, one of the benefits of me being a your girlfriend is they're my t-shirts <laughs> so i don't really want that's a really cool t-shirt i should be wearing that and i'm putting in all this energy being a girlfriend i'm the one who gets to benefit so like i t- completely understand oh my god and so i was like so things like that make me a little uncomfortable and in fairness to him he was like cool just didn't realize but yeah so i like that idea that when your girlfriend and boyfriend you get these extra little benefits like yeah. we hold hands i don't want them holding hands with other people i get to sit on your lap i don't want other girls sitting on your lap right i like the boundaries and force and 
in turn with guys. I'm, I also don't want his guys' friends stealing his shirts. I'm like, again, they're mine. <laughs> I'm sucking your dick. Okay. <laughs> you know, I love Katie so much because she will just be so like, she'll just tell something and then uh, she'll just be talking and then out of nowhere, she'll throw in a curveball where they're like, I feel like love is very important. Monogamy is important, but I'm the one sucking your dick. And I'm just like, okay, well, all well, right. If I just knew that we, we could get free t-shirts off friends, I wouldn't be putting all this in time into relationships to earn my t-shirts. <laughs> That's the benefit. But yeah, so I guess, yeah, I really like monogamy and I like, um, but that's important though. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. It's important to me for sure. You know? So, and I think it's important that you have that trust because from trust comes the ability to just go further in your relationship. Yeah. So I don't think I'll feel like I'm not exploring fully with women, but again, if something came down the line and we broke up for God knows what, and I hope not, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to exploring it. Afterwards, I think I'd be very reluctant to get in a relationship for a while again. Yeah. Um. So I probably would do that. I'd probably go explore women and have fun and, you know, but I also don't think I'll ever feel like I've missed out because that's just life. You know, you I just love you so much because I was the first time I was not looking for a relationship when I met my boyfriend. I, know. I was dating multiple people when we started texting and that was the first time I had like three guys on the go. I wasn't having sex with any of them, but I was just like going on dates, having fun, kissing. That's how I was too. Yeah. And then that's when... Yeah, and then once I kissed him, though, I stopped talking to the rest of the guys because I was like, I just felt like he's just such a nice soul and he's been in serious relationships and his comedy I is like about monogamy. I think that was a little bit of love. For me? Yeah, I think that was a little bit of a butterfly feeling for you. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And I just didn't know it. You know what's so interesting? I always thought I felt love for these other guys, but now that I'm in love with um, my boyfriend's name Leland he'll be fine talking about it he'd love any fucking promotion if this one of five five listeners go follow him uh, Leland Comedy <laughs> but none if you want to tree some go away um, but uh, he he what was I going to say oh I had so many therapists on my I podcast. love how Katie just throws out the fact that we've got five listeners you said that <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't know I love how she reiterates hmm. it she's like listen you've only got five listeners no I mean but if any of them want three subs hey, you can go fuck maybe yourself maybe one of my fans will come listen and there'll be six <laughs> but um, you're so once you put it on YouTube you'll have way more I just adore you so much <laughs> And thank you for you. sharing your first gay experience. Yeah. We are now moving on uh -oh. to the last part of Ooh. the podcast. What I have here is the Gay DHD Wheel of Q&A. So you are going to spin this and you're going to answer a few questions. Can I spin? spin it hard. Okay, harder. Okay. There you go. Am I, do I have sex quiet or loud? Um, I'm probably more on the loud side, but not too loud. I'm not like, everybody needs to fucking hear me. You know, these people sometimes like, shut up. Okay, we get it. You're having sex. <laughs> but like when I orgasm, I'm loud. Um, just cause it's just like a involuntary reaction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So no, okay. Next. next. This is fun. I love this. Uh, lose your virginity to which celebrity? Zac Efron. Really? Oh my God. That guy. Or Will Smith. Younger Will Smith. Wow. I just loved Will Smith when I was younger. I Am Legend and Independence Day was like, I just loved those movies and uh, Prince of Bel-Air. So that would have been, I would have been obsessed with those movies for around 15, 16. So, and I lost my virginity when I was 15. <laughs> I lost my virginity when I was 29. Yeah, no, I remember you telling me that on the podcast. 
Yeah, well, look, I was in Ireland. There was nothing better to do, so. Um, you were in New York. There's loads of stimulants. <laughs> it was just like in a field drinking beakers. So, um, oh. Reach for the stimulants. <laughs> Zach Efron, net, like, it's hard because I didn't like him in High School Musical, but he really got fit, you know, with Charlie St. Cloud and then there's some other love movies. But he's got that baby face that I just can't get past. In this movie that I'm thinking of, he doesn't because he's an army guy in it and he's kind of rugged. Oh, Oscar, we need to change the questions. <laughs> <laughs> public sex. Yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of public sex. I lived in Ireland. That was easy. <laughs> it's a lot of fields. Sex choir led that. Ask Oscar a question. Oh. Uh. Um, this is where our guest, the interviewee, gets to be the interviewer. What? What's the biggest turnoff for you? Oh, gosh. What is the biggest turnoff for me? I'm assuming we're talking about men, right? Or Yeah. yeah? yeah. Uh, the biggest turnoff for me is bad breath. <gasps> yep. Is my breath, bad. Is my breath okay right now? No, we're not talking about you. I we're know, but just because I just realized I used like a new toothpaste today and I'm like paranoid about it. And then you said it. I was like, oh God. But yes, bad breath. Because that's the thing as well. <laughs> I love you so much. Yes, There's bad dentistry, breath. So you should be checked. Go to the dentist. But it could be your stomach issues. Sometimes people get bad breath from stomach. I have gone out on dates with guys or I've been with guys and they will have had bad breath and I can't. Is that why you add dish, wa- sh- water, dish soap right, to the water? All right, calm down, <laughs> Do you do this Katie? to guys? I, it does not have dish water. It does not have dish soap. I think you're just tasting a little bit of dish soap. I agree with you on the bad breath thing, though. And I do think when you love someone and they have bad breath in the morning, that's fine. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, first date and then when I kiss you, oh, uh, I dated a guy and he had a geographical tongue. I didn't know this existed. What is a geographical it's tongue? It's basically something you get from being de- dehydrated. So it's not like I went with it for a while until I realized it was something that you could fix by drinking water. This motherfucker had a grooves on his tongue. So it felt you could feel the grooves on it when you're kissing him. Oh, God, it's gross. <laughs> Drink your water. But yeah, bad bread. Just especially on a date, have some chewing gum. That's a basic. All right, spin two more. Okay, and then we go. Yeah. Okay, so look, it landed on most ca- annoying catchphrase. <laughs> I find it really annoying that Americans. I don't know if it's technically a catchphrase, but they say I I don't know a lot. So you'll they'll be like, I was going down the road. I don't know, and then I saw a dog. I don't know, and then I went over there. I don't know. Or what another thing. Where do people say this? Well, a lot of comedians say it on stage, and then I see it more sometimes in real life as well, and it really annoys me. But it's, I guess it's more specific on stage where they just yeah. can't stand and sit in the silence for a second because I'm like, well, you should know. You wrote it. And <laughs> then <laughs> the other one is, do you know what I mean? Because I never know what they mean. I'm like, no, explain it to you. Oh, the Parker shop thingy. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't. Was that even English? I don't know what those words were. I never, I guarantee you never know what they say when they say, do you know what I mean? I don't. It's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. Yes. I, I love you so much. I love you too. Um, uh, You want to spend one you more? Mean, or you I'll, I'll, I'll say pineapple pizza. I spin on that one, right? No, you didn't say it. You want to do that? I want to do She's going to push that one back. To <laughs> pine- 
pineapple on pizza? Yes. Yum. You lump pineapple on pizza? That's so good. Oh and I my don't God. eat cheese anymore, but I would get a vegan pizza with pineapple on it. It's I great, right? It's Do you know how many people are so, like, they're hater haters. They're it's like ridiculous. haters. Uh, they are haters on people who like pineapple on pizza. I love it. It's like a sweet and salty kind of thing. Yeah, I know. I love it. I think I, it's great. I don't like pineapple alone. It's too sweet. So it's like... It's pineapple is too tart for or, me. Yeah, that's the word tart. You're right. Yeah. It makes my face go... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with but, pizza, uh, it doesn't. Oh, it's God. Now really... you make me want to go and get yeah. a pineapple pizza. Oh. Maybe I'll get a pineapple pizza. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to say um, thank you so much. I'm going to put this away. Thank you for participating in the Gay DHD Q&A. Um, thank you so much for coming and doing the podcast. No, I absolutely you. love you. I, I adore you. you. Where can our audience find you? At Katie Boyle Comic or The Shift. Or I have a podcast called Live and Sheep. Um, it's an NYC-specific podcast, but it's on Colin app so how do you spell that oh sorry actually it's colin so c-a-l-l-i-n it's like oh, okay. call in yeah but it's like only for iphone users so it's a bit it, oh. and it's not being elite, elitist it's just a new app but okay um, but so yeah. definitely check out cheap living living uh, cheap living cheap so or the shift shift is everywhere yeah so definitely check out living cheap on the iPhone app. It's a new iPhone app called Colin, yeah. C-A-L-L-I-N. Or you can check out her podcast, which I've been on and was absolutely amazing and I loved it. It's called The Shift and it's on all streaming platforms. Yeah. And then where are you, like what's your, like, you know, where where, where can people regularly see you? Oh, they can just message me on Instagram because I'm at New York mainly and Oman Hustle mainly and then okay. QED and then Eastville are probably the four spots that I'm at mainly, but it's like different every week. So right. And they can go I on. Post, can, yeah. I just do you post it on your Instagram? Yeah. yeah I post okay. It on so definitely check out Katie Boyle. She is a fabulous New York city comic and I'm so happy to have her. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I uh, love you. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Oscar. I love you. I love you too. Okay. Bye.